Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Bridgestone Weatherpeak. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Tuesday, July 12th. And I got some good news to report right off the bat. I know you guys were waiting on pins and needles. I think people still say that regarding my eye injury suffered in the dad basketball league on Sunday night. No stitches required. I went back to the plastic surgeon who stitched me up last time, and he said, listen, it didn't bust wide open. You're okay. Just don't play sports for a while. And I was like, well, I'll take a week off. And he kind of laughed and did one of those, okay, your show. And I was like, all right, I'm okay. But I will be swollen uh, a little bit. When you see me on The Herd, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday, I'll be hosting The Herd with Chris Broussard, radio only. But, um, you know, don't laugh when you see it. It happens. Injuries happen, fellas. Speaking of injuries, Paolo Banquero, Orlando Magic future superstar, did not get injured in Summer League, but he was so good in the first two games, he's been shut down. So if you missed his first two performances, go look him up on YouTube. 
he was so good. Orlando's like, yeah, no mas, no mas. We're not going to put him out there. We're not going to show anything. We need to get some other guys, some reps. Paolo Banquero, the number one pick, the guy I told you last week would be rookie of the year, has already been shut down. He was really, really good in his first two games in the summer league. But I, I do have to interrupt right now because we have a great guest coming up. Jerry Coleman, 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore. I just needed some perspective on Lamar Jackson, and Jerry had the GM DaCosta of the Ravens on his radio show recently to talk about the Lamar Jackson contract situation, and it's kind of interesting. I got to be honest. I was unaware that Lamar Jackson is playing this so badly, and I'm not just talking about the contract negotiations. I'm talking about... In the Baltimore region, like Northern Virginia, I think it's called DMV to the non-local guys. It's basically Lamar Jackson has no commercials. He is he has no agent, and basically Lamar Jackson is not reaping any revenue from commercials, market, nothing in the Baltimore region. This is stunning. Like Justin Tucker has way, way, way more commercials, and is making more revenue than Lamar Jackson. Like, wrap your head around that. So, Jerry Coleman, you know, he's going to he's gonna talk to you a little bit about it. I, I got to be honest, I'm a little sad for Lamar Jackson. He's no agent. He's playing this so poorly. He's got to fix it. And speaking of Lamar Jackson, you know, people kind of, it was a Monday, it was a slow Monday in sports. We'll talk about the Deshaun Watson news in a second, but it was like such a slow Monday that a list, you know, some guy on ESPN interviewed GMs around the league, and they determined that Deshaun Watson was a top 10 quarterback in the league. They determined that Dak Prescott was a top 10 quarterback. And somehow, Lamar Jackson did not make the list of top 10 quarterbacks. So I thought the timing with our Monday podcast featuring Lamar Jackson was good, by the way. That's total balderdash. Under no circumstances is Lamar Jackson not a top 10 guy. Speaking of top 10 guys, according to this list from ESPN, Aaron Rodgers was number one, by the way. Shouldn't really surprise anybody. Brady was in there. Like, listen, it wasn't a terrible list with the omission, with the exception of the really poor omission of Lamar Jackson. I, I I don't know how you do that. It's obvious he's a top ten guy. But moving on, Deshaun Watson. Some news late Monday night as we wait for Deshaun Watson news. Deshaun Watson apparently it's down to four, not five accusers. I don't know what happened. Either the media messed up. Somebody dropped out, but the NFL case against Watson is down to four women now. It Remember how it was like, oh, 25, New York Times, like 23, and slowly dwindling. It's all going to come down to four people. And I'm, I'm, my gut tells me the Browns know something. And I, listen, I, I, if I had to guess, six or eight games for Deshaun Watson would be my guess. I do want to wrap up real quick before we get to our guest. Just this, this is dumb. And I probably should not even talk about it, but I don't understand the fascination with some people making up quotes attributed to athletes, putting them on the internet, and hoping that media outlets pick them up. Apparently, some jabronis made up a quote about John Morant saying Michael Jordan would be just a guy and he would torch him, and you know, the league is Michael Jordan couldn't hang in the league. Now, whatever the dumb quote was, totally made up. Right, but for some reason it was amplified on social media to the point that it they had Kendrick Perkins talking about it on some TV show on Monday. 
a made-up John Morant quote. Like, how much of a loser do you have to be to sit at home and try to craft fake quotes to get the media to bite? Like, what do you have going on in your life that that's what you're doing? It's just sad. Like, like if you're a single guy doing that, like you meet a girl, like, what do you, so what do you do for work? Well, I, I sit around on the internet and I make up fake quotes and I hope that they get pick up. Wait, do you get paid for that? No, I just, I just do it for, you know, the kicks. Like, I just don't get it. I don't understand why these people spend their time doing that. And it's like become a cottage industry with social media because people don't actually read the links. You know, it's like they just automatically retweet whatever they see or like whatever they see without actually reading. And, you know, if you took five seconds to look at this John Morant quote, of course it was made up. Just total nonsense. But, you know, Kendrick Perkins ends up talking about it looking like a bozo. At any rate, without further ado, let's get to our guest, Jerry Coleman of 105.7, The Fan in Baltimore. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So... 
Listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. Okay, let's welcome into Straight Fire. Talk a little Baltimore Ravens, maybe Orioles. Jerry Coleman, you know him, big time radio host, 105.7 The Fan. He knows everything about Baltimore, and I'm from the Northern Virginia area, Jerry, and I do know that you guys have, have fallen on some hard times in, in baseball lately, but I got to start with the Orioles, one of the hottest teams in baseball. How you doing, man? Enjoying that ride? I'm doing great, Jason. Thanks for having me on. It, uh, it has been unexpected. I did have the under in terms of wins this year. It looks oh. like I'm going to lose a bet to a colleague. I had <laughs> 63 as the... Uh, as the absolute over for this, or the under for this team, or whatever it is, yeah. 63 wins. I had them losing close to 100 games is what wow. I'm saying. So they, they have completely surprised everyone in this town. Anyone who told you they would be where they are right now is a complete liar because yeah. they're ahead of the curve. And uh, unfortunately, they're still stuck in the American League East and in last place. But, you know, anything is better than the previous yeah. five seasons. You look at the wild card standings and like there's excitement about the Orioles, right? I mean, more excitement than say the Washington Wizards, right? Absolutely. And when people mention the wild card, I tend to smile a little bit, a little premature right now because of the fact that yeah. you got so many teams in the AL East that I think could be a wild card candidate besides the Yankees, who I think are obviously going to win the division. So I look at the AL East as not only the toughest division in baseball, but in all of pro sports, when you look at the resources that are, you know, developed and devoted towards that division in terms of the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Blue Jays now spend money, the Rays occasionally do, and they develop as well as any team in baseball. And the Orioles are just trying to play catch up right now, Jason. Interesting. I, I just had to take a look. It is pretty competitive. The, the problem with baseball, not to go off on a tangent, is the the lack of competitive playing field. It's it's not even. And the guys in the AL East, as you said, are spending a ton of money. Jerry, though, I, I mean, AL East versus the NFC West. Uh, I'm sorry, the AFC West and the NFL. Who you got in that one? 
Well, obviously they have stacked up, but I'm just yeah. talking parentally throughout you know, our lifetime. It's always been Yankees, Red Sox leading the way, but the others have caught up. Uh, right now, the AFC West is pretty strong from top to bottom. You may have to give them an edge in football over what the AL East has done, yeah. but, but we'll see because I don't, know, I don't know how good the Raiders are going to be this year, and I still have my thoughts about the Chargers. I know a lot of people are, are high on Justin Herbert and all that, but you know, we have our own issues here in Baltimore. Yeah, well, let's start. Let's dive right in. Now, the Ravens, I, you know, you could argue that they are in the second toughest division in the NFL and maybe the toughest. The only problem, of course, is the Watson suspension. We don't know how long that's going to be. And then Big Ben retiring. So you got kind of two bad quarterbacks for half the season. But I like the Ravens a lot to win the division. But for whatever reason, this Lamar Jackson cloud hovering over the franchise seems like it could go into the season and could be ugly, huh? It will. It will hover into yeah. the season uh, because of the fact that he doesn't have an agent, Jason. And, you know, every which way people have tried to, you know, recommend, nudge him towards some people. The NFL Players Association, I think, would like for have him to have a representative. And that's why things are so murky, because we get the social media perspective from Lamar. And then we just have to try and decipher what he's trying to say or paraphrase his words. The last time he spoke at a press conference during that mandatory minicamp, he was peppered. I did it in terms of questions. I know for a fact that he deals one-on-one -on -one with the GM, Eric DaCosta, in terms, of, in terms of his contract negotiations, which to me is ridiculous. I mean, yeah. you're the starting quarterback of an NFL team. You have enough resources to go ahead and pay someone, a professional, to do that and at least pay them by the hour. If you don't want to hire a full-time agent, fine. Hire a lawyer by the hour to handle your contract negotiations and not let it be a family circle situation. Yeah, there's so much happening in his life with football. Uh, he's ascending. He doesn't need to be bogged down in the details of his contract because, again, this isn't like pay me this amount over this many years. It's not that easy. There are so many loopholes. This is why agent is a career job um do you think that there's any chance Lamar changes his mind and reconsiders or is he he's all in with his mom representing him I think uh, right now he's sticking with mom and he's really representing himself he was at a football camp over the weekend didn't want to talk about it too much but admitted that he's handling things and I'm speaking with Eric DaCosta who I had on my radio show I know that he is dealing one-on-one -on -one. now these guys will not get into the minutiae of what the price is and what ballpark area they are in. But I can't see Lamar trying to negotiate a contract and play the most important position in all of sports during the season. Those two things can't happen simultaneously. So I think it's going to come to a head at the beginning of training camp where he's going to say, I'm not going to talk about the contract anymore because day one, he's going to be answered once again. Any contract questions, you know, in terms of uh, any discussions with Eric DaCosta, Steve Ashadi, the owner, has left of himself out of this. But I have to tell you, Jason, he has said that he is not going to pay Deshaun Watson-type money to Lamar Jackson. And what I think is going to happen is they're going to kick the can down the road and do a similar thing with what, the Washington football team did years ago with Kirk Cousins. I thought it was throwing money out the window, but I think the Ravens are looking at it differently, Jason, in that they're not sure about Lamar in terms of his durability. Can he sustain what he did in 2019? Because you look at what he did his MVP season, he hasn't duplicated that since then. So I think they feel like the jury is still out. And yeah, they could get caught in a Dak Prescott type situation 
where they have to give them a king's ransom. But I don't think they're going to end up paying that kind of money to them. Something that, uh, in, a, in a lower value range, in my opinion. So there's a lot there. Uh, let's start with the Deshaun Watson. He really nuked quarterback salaries. As much as people want to say, oh, well, Mahomes got paid and Allen and Dak Prescott. It's the Watson one that has really muddied the waters, right? What did DaCosta tell you about you know, the, the quarterback market as it stands right now? Well, I think it's more what Steve Bashotti had to say. Uh, he really, Eric, when I talked to him, didn't want to get in in terms of the numbers. But Steve, Steve Bashotti's been one of the most vocal NFL owners about how Jimmy Haslam really did his fellow NFL owners wrong. It goes back yeah. to the owners meeting. He sat down with a group of like three or four beat reporters that cover the Ravens or down there in Florida and said, we are not we are not going to be beholden to what this contract is with the Cleveland Browns. I mean, he didn't say it was irresponsible, but he basically said everything without saying it was irresponsible. So it's not going to reach that height. I think they both have exchanged numbers and neither have liked the other side's numbers when they've come back at each other. And they just haven't found that common ground. He's getting 23 million this year. I don't think he's sitting out training camp, all these talking heads on the national shows that come on and say, I wouldn't step foot on the football field. You know, this guy has a living he has to make. He hasn't made generational wealth just yet. A lot of the stuff he's doing is behind the scenes. Let's look real quickly at his endorsement opportunities. He has no local major endorsement. Justin Tucker, the Ravens kicker, has more endorsements in this area than Lamar Jackson. What? Lamar wait, has wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. How does that happen? I have no idea because he's a very high-profile kicker. Some consider him the greatest of all time. He's very talkative and out there, and yet he's more widely seen and endorsed than Lamar is. And Lamar doesn't have the national deals in Mahomes and Rodgers, and even Baker Mayfield had to some degree because he doesn't have an agent. Wow. Yeah, Baker Mayfield, I think, led the league in commercials two years ago or three years ago or whatever it was. Yeah, now they'll lock him out of that stadium. But uh, Yeah, you know, yeah, he- seriously. But wait, wait, so this is a, a regional thing. Lamar Jackson just is not doing the dealerships, not doing any local businesses and making money? Nothing, nothing. The only time I've seen him endorse something nationally, I think he had a line or two in a Madden commercial. You don't see him anywhere with an insurance so, dealer, wow. uh, with, a, with a local establishment in terms of food or drink. He does have his own restaurant. He started in South Florida. Okay. Now, we all know about the restaurant business and athletes. Not a great history there. No. So uh, that's one of his endeavors right now. And again, this is why you need a business manager. You need someone to represent you when you're coming out of college in your first contract. It's not Richard Sherman in the latter part of his career doing his yeah. deal for himself, you know? There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. 
They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This is disappointing. He's leaving a lot of money on the table. That's just not smart. I mean, this is the guy at the height of his career. Now, I want to go back to you said the Ravens don't know if he's durable enough. So as a rookie, he came in, I believe, midway through the season, right? And he was lights out starting, got to the Took over for Joe Flacco and Flacco. just took off from there. Okay. Uh, in 2019, looks like he missed one game. I don't know. Did they sit him out the final week of the season? Is that what it was? Yes. Okay. And then 2020... Looks like he missed the final game as well. I'm assuming it's just week 17, right? 
Correct. And okay. uh, a lot of that, you know, in retrospect is why they felt like maybe he was a little rusty in the postseason. That's right. Um, so then I looked to 2021 and it, there, there was, you know, an injury here. Now, he did have COVID, I believe. Yes, I, I still don't believe he's vaccinated. So, I, yeah, no. he did have COVID. I don't believe he's gotten the vaccine yet. He won't talk about it. So that's what leads us to believe that. So since he became the starter, it's not like he's missed a ton of games. No, injury, well, right? last year, last year was the most glaring, and it wasn't from him running the football. He was in the pocket going back and got tackled by the ankle. Now, the week before, he had taken a hit while running. He's taken more contact since 2019 than any quarterback in the NFL. So that, you know, he's looked at it by, by some as a running back. He's not. He's a, he's a quarterback. He can throw the football. I don't think he's an excellent thrower. He's a much better runner than thrower. And I think the Ravens want to see him improve. He has a mechanics coach that he has been working with during this offseason. He did skip some of the OTAs. So a lot of antennas went up. Oh, he wasn't there at the voluntary. Well, he was working with the coach. And if you look at him now, Jason, he is really bulked up. He's got two guns right now. Even DK Metcalf was uh, was remarking how big he looked on social media the other day. Interesting. Well, I, I want to go to the throwing, first of all, because, you know, this is a guy who won the MVP award. I know a lot of it was on the legs, but he hasn't had the greatest receivers. Is that a defense of him? Can I, can I use that, or does that not fly yeah. in Baltimore? Well, they lost Marquise Brown because Marquise didn't want to be a part of this block-first offense. They're a run-first football right. team. They're hoping to have J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards back healthy. Both of those guys missed last year, as you know. They expect them to be back, but they haven't given a timetable. Ronnie Stanley, their uh, Pro Bowl left tackle, also expecting him back. This was an injury-riddled team. Yeah. That impacted Lamar last year. But as far as the wide receiver core, it's not deep. Rashad Bateman is their number one wide receiver, and he's just coming off a rookie season. Yeah, we don't even know if he can be he can be dominant. They might not have a 1,000-yard receiver in that group. I do want to ask, though, the, the Marquise Brown ending. We know that Kyler Murray was pushing for him because, you know, they went to college together. But at the same time, the last time we heard about a receiver, even a pretty good one, wanting to leave his quarterback was Odell Beckham and Baker Mayfield. And then we heard a little Jarvis Landry and Baker Mayfield. Now we're hearing, did Hollywood Brown want out because of the offense or Lamar Jackson? Well, these two were supposed to be best buddies, even as close as Kyler and uh, and Marquise. But I guess there was a disconnect in terms of the offense mm. and the way the offense was run. It's not a pass-heavy offense. And Marquise felt like he should be getting more targets. He was targeted as much as any Raven. But Mark Andrews, as you know, is the go-to guy, yeah. the, uh, the safety belt, if you will, security blanket for Lamar Jackson. And I felt like Marquise believed he was underplayed, was not used enough, and was asked to block too much. He's not a big guy. We'll see what he can do in Arizona. But in return, the Ravens got a heck of a deal in Tyler Linderbaum and a higher draft pick in Linderbaum uh, in terms of what they drafted Marquise a few years earlier. So I'll be curious to see how Marquise does in the desert. I think the jury's out on his career. Yeah, I would, I would largely agree. Now, to specifically drill down on the offense – I got to ask you about Greg Roman, okay? Obviously, he's done great things, but I keep looking back to San Francisco and Kaepernick, took the league by storm, and like three or four years later, the league caught up. Now, I don't know how, how much of that was Kaepernick. I don't know how much of that was Roman and the offense, but I do have to ask, offense kind of fell off a little bit this year. It just wasn't what it was like two or three years ago. Is the league 
catching on to the schemes of Roman and Lamar Jackson. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because that is the theme. After three years, teams seem to catch up with Greg Roman's offenses. You just mentioned in San Francisco, it's happened in Buffalo. It's happened in other places. People feel like it's happening here in Baltimore. I think he was cut a break for two reasons, Jason. One, very good friends with the head coach, John Harbaugh, where Wink Martindale, now the Giants defensive coordinator, he wasn't in that little circle. Mm. Also, the injuries that I just referred to and not having your top two running backs and Lamar was injured there at the end. I think also bought him a little bit of rope here for this season. But, you know, when I host a talk show, when Ravens lose, he is public enemy number one, especially if they don't get their the, the points that a lot of people feel they should be getting or don't call the right plays. And uh, he seems to be the target of a lot of fan, you know, disenchantment here in Baltimore for sure. And, and to, to specifically, is it just the, the, the offense is basically not changed at all or it's too predictable? I mean, because – they were in first place before Lamar got hurt last year, I believe. Uh, seven and they five, were. maybe they were tied for first or in first. Okay. Yeah, um, they entered December with the best record in the NFL. He got hurt. Uh, a couple other things went wrong. And also, the, a lot of people looked at the schedule. It's kind of a soft schedule to start the season. But the way they deteriorated, I think a lot of people were upset about that. And then they considered the injuries. But, you know, to still win eight games with all the injuries they had was pretty remarkable. Yeah, and we know that Harbaugh is not going to be blamed. Everybody loves him. Great coach. Definitely a top five, six coach in the NFL. So if there is going to be somebody the axe falls on, it's probably Roman, right? He would be the next to go. Yeah, John and uh, Steve Bishotti have a tight relationship. Steve Bishotti likes continuity, so he doesn't like to get rid of coaches. But Mm -hmm. sometimes when his hand is forced, he does that. But you look at Tomlin, you look at Belichick. I think those are the only two that have longer tenures in the NFL right now than John Mm -hmm. Harbaugh. At what point do you think the owner steps in and says, "Listen, DaCosta, you've been a great soldier forever. I'm going to take the reins here. We're going to pay the, We're going to pay this man what he wants." Do you think the owner has he stepped in historically? And and I don't remember the Flacco deal. I remember Flacco got a ridiculous contract. Well, but- he gambled on himself. And Ozzie Newsom, as you know, the former GM, Steve Bisciotti let him handle everything, and so did Art Modell. So I don't see that happening. Uh, I think Lamar is a lot like Joe, gambling on himself right now. And obviously, if Lamar comes out and has a big year and leads his team to a Super Bowl, he's going to get paid. If he doesn't do that, again, I just think they're going to franchise him and see what happens the following season. I don't think that's going to make him happy, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But I just think this year they play without the new contract. Interesting. I like Lamar as much as the next guy, but I got to be honest with you, the AFC is loaded. Do you think going into the season that they're the best team in in the division? Let's start with that. Oh, that's a tough call. I think they're battle, battling the Bengals. I, I totally discount the Browns because of their situation with Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And I just feel like they're just a terribly run organization. The Steelers, I never count out, except they just don't have a quarterback I think you can rely on. So I think it will be a two-team race between the Bengals and the Ravens. But we still don't know how healthy the Ravens are going to be. They really haven't let on about Dobbins, Edwards, Ronnie Stanley. Marcus Peters is coming back mm-hmm. from a big injury. Uh, Marlon Humphrey seems to be okay. So you look at that tandem of cornerbacks, they are great. They just don't have anyone that can really rush the passer. And in the AFC, which is passer loaded, that's a big problem for this team. You can't cover someone for four or five seconds in this league, no matter how good your secondary is. 
And then you can't turn your back on Lamar because he can still uh, dust people. So I, I don't know, Jerry. I, the way I look at this historically, if you wait to pay your quarterback, you end up paying more, right? Is that is that fair assessment? It's it's that's been historical. Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. I think the Ravens realize that, but also they just don't want to make a mistake and overpay a guy and lock up their franchise like the Browns have into one guy. I mean, but the Browns, Watson, you know. We'll see. He was a great quarterback. Would you say he was the top 10 guy before before the suspension? Well, not the suspension last year, but missing all of last season? Yeah, I think he would be. And I know all these Fugazi top 10 lists are going around right now. Yeah. Lamar was left off. Well, that's like a big topic here in Baltimore this week. The fact that Lamar was left out of a top 10 list in the middle of July. Who cares? We'll yeah. see what happens in September. But I'm sure he'll use that as inspiration. I do believe he's a top 10 quarterback, Jason. I don't have him as a top five, top yeah. seven, but he's right there on the periphery. I don't know how anybody could look at other people with a straight face and say Dak Prescott's a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. Like, there just aren't stats to back no. that up. There's nothing. No. It's like America's team. By the way, Dak had, and this is not to bash Dak, he's a good quarterback, but he also had Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb. They invested so heavily in receiver, whereas Lamar Jackson looks around and he's like, what, I'm, I'm, Rashad Bateman's my guy? Like, is Bateman even the number three receiver in Dallas? He probably isn't, but he's he's an up-and-coming receiver. But the problem is, after Bateman, nobody else has any recognition. No one else has any numbers yeah. in terms of what they've done in their careers. I'm talking about guys like Tylon Wallace and Devin Duvernay. You know, I mean, these are guys, James Prochet. Yeah, I was going to ask, who I, I'm looking at the depth chart. Jerry, who the hell is James Prochet? He's a guy that is still up and coming. Again, he's a guy that could walk down Main Street and any street in this country and no one would know who he is because he's not a guy that he's a household yeah. name. And it was the same with the whole wide receiver room. There's no one in there that can be banging their chest saying, I need more targets or anything. That's the only positive about the wide receiver room. There's not going to be that big ego usually you find in most NFL wide receiver rooms because who can brag in that room? No one has mm -hmm. a resume. See, the problem when you are a run-heavy offense and you have no receivers to stretch the field, I mean, du Duvernay's fast, right? Uh, Bateman's a possession guy. You know, it's basically going to be we're going to bracket Mark Andrews and we're going to play the run, right? Like nobody That is basically us. it. They're going to try and revert back to 2019. They're going to be tight end heavy where they're blocking, 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 trying to use Andrews at times, handing the ball off to guys like, Dobbins and Edwards provided they're healthy, using them out of the backfield too, but also Lamar running. And I don't know what that's going to lead to. They felt like they revolutionized offense in the NFL in 2019. No one's ever had a season like that, but the league, as you know, has adjusted. Yeah. It's it's weird. Uh, I just saw Mike Davis on the in the running back room. He's a he's a good running back. And I saw he Charlie could be the Kohler. guy. Yeah, he, he Charlie Kohler, the tight end out of Iowa State. He's a good player, Jerry. Well, those are guys they went after, and obviously Kohler and Likely are going to be two guys that will team up probably with Nick Boyle and Mark Andrews, and at times they will use three tight ends. Sometimes they might use four tight ends to help in blocking situations in short yardage. As far as Mike Davis, yeah, he's a safety valve right now in case Edwards or Dobbins aren't 100% ready to go, but they needed a th third running back. They had Justice Hill around for a while. He wasn't able to do it. They drafted a kid named Tyler Beatty, who's looked pretty good in the camp so far. But again, he was like a sixth or seventh round pick. So we don't know what he can do until he really gets onto the field. And this is also a team that really isn't going to play their players, Jason, a lot in the preseason. 
They have no joint practices. They're declining that. Why? The injury bug. They don't want anything to happen after last season. All these guys got hurt in the preseason. And before they got to game number one, they were so depleted. They can't afford that again. I guess we could wrap up on kind of a, a sad note, the Jalen Ferguson passing. Um, I, I had read that it was, you know, he was doing some drugs and somebody, I don't know if it was who mixed the fentanyl in or whatever, but uh, you know, from, from, I'm just curious from like a, a locker room perspective, what, what was he like and what kind of blow is this to the team? Well, that's a great question. Uh, I'm looking forward to going into an NFL locker room for the first time in two years. So I never really got to meet the guy except oh. as we're doing it by zoom, because that's the way the NFL has been operating the last couple of years. So I think when we get into training camp, we'll be able to get a bigger, uh, you know, understanding of what, what he meant, how they honor him inside the locker room. He was a guy who was, you know, a couple of years into the NFL. Uh, it's interesting because a couple of days right before that, Steve Bishotti, the owner, had given a speech to the team saying, don't make news, don't make headlines, we don't no. need drama and all that. This is a dangerous time of the year, as you know, for NFL players. They're out on the loose right now letting it loose before training camp. And he was in a not-so-great part of town, uh, overdosed apparently on fentanyl and cocaine, leaves behind a family. And even even worse, later that day, we find out the death of Tony Saragusa. Yeah. So it was that same day that we lost Tony Saragusa here in Baltimore, who had been a big fixture. And uh, one of the saddest days in Ravens history, to tell you the truth. And what you had to ask about how the team will handle it, that's a great question because they're going to come back into that locker room for the first time, his locker is going to be empty and we'll see how they, you know, process yeah. all that. All right. Jerry Coleman, also a tennis enthusiast. Who you got as a tennis goat? Might as well go out on that question, right? Well, you know, Joker, uh, I don't know when he's going to win his next, but I think you have to consider him number one. I know Nadal still has one more than him. Uh, those two are right up there. I love Roger Federer. I hope yeah. he can get back onto the court, but right now you got to lean towards Novak. It's funny. Somebody had joked to me I, when I said on yesterday's pod that, you know, I, I didn't really watch Wimbledon. I like to play tennis and I, sometimes I'll watch, but I didn't watch it. And they were like, yeah, who are you going to root for? The jerk or the uh, anti-vaxxer? And, and I was like, I hadn't thought about that. I was like, geez, I forgot. Uh, Kir Kirigos, is that how you say his name? Kir Kirigos? Kirios, yeah. He Kirios. likes to yell at his own family and box for some reason. I've never seen anything yeah. like that. C kind of a dick, but a good tennis player. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he completely lost his composure. When you're turning around during and between points, yelling yeah. at your own group, it's like, dude, you're in the Wimbledon final. Pay yeah. attention. Can, can you act the part just a little bit, you know? Yeah. But I, it seems like he wants attention, right? Oh, no doubt. I mean, yeah. he's Australian. Uh, the, the Aussies like to talk. They, you know, he'll they be do. fun in New York City. He'll oh, yeah. He'll make some waves. He also has some off-the-court issues he's dealing with as well. Oh, gosh, I didn't even – I was not aware of that. That's probably for the better. All right, Jerry Coleman, yes. good stuff. Uh, continued success with the radio show and everything in Baltimore. Thanks for having me, Jason. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. 
Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 